Come to the thrilling final episode of our radio drama. Hello and welcome to episode 181 of the Rotten Views podcast. <laughs> like I say every week, it's crazy. We're still here. We're still doing it. And I appreciate everyone for stopping by for another new episode. I've seen another boost in uh, listeners, subscribers, and I appreciate it. I've seen a boost on the YouTube channel and everywhere else. And it just means a lot to me that you guys are actually following the content, enjoying the content. And here's to, you know, a bunch of new episodes coming down the drain. I'm probably going to record one or two right right now this weekend so i'm looking forward to these and i'm gonna hopefully get them edited and saved up and ready to go and then be able to actually get moving forward on some more content so hopefully that's my game plan at least so before we get into the episode at hand i just want to put out some little bit of self-promotion like we do you know in case you guys don't listen to the end of the podcast and if you guys don't i understand it happens i don't you know these podcasts can run a little long you know not joe rogan long but long nonetheless so if you guys haven't checked check the links down below find me on all social medias follow me at, at typhenstein uh but the main thing that we're pushing you know we got the instagram page we got the x page we got the facebook art page but the main thing that we're pushing is the youtube channel you can also find the tiktok but that's not really that big of a deal right now to be honest with you but what we're pushing the most is that youtube channel so once we hit a thousand subs we are going to be giving away some free artwork uh we just saw an incline of i think like 21 28 something like that so that's pretty cool i appreciate you guys for all checking out the youtube channel we have the weekly gaming video that drops there every single wednesday we have various shorts going up we have live streams we've done a lot of live streams i've uh, been doing a lot of gta online we have some fortnite live streams and we're going to be switching into some other games here and there maybe some call of duty zombies i'm not too sure yet it depends on what we get up to playing so definitely go check that out make sure to subscribe to that turn on the bell that way you get notified every time we go live with a new video and uh yeah i just hope to see you guys over there and once we get get that thousand subs i'm gonna be giving away one two three i don't know how many pieces are at work but we're gonna pick some people at random so should be a fun time so now that we got that little piece of business out of the way let's get into the podcast episode today uh if you guys haven't checked the title like if this is already like pre-saved and you have it auto downloading every time of the new episode comes out each week i appreciate it but for those of you that haven't noticed what the title is we're watching please academy from 1984 this should be a fun one right i love this movie it's been so long since i watched it though so let's jump right into some facts on this movie a little bit of knowledge uh apparently this movie has a 6.7 out of 10 on imdb it's sitting at a whopping 56 percent on rotten tomatoes and 41 percent on metacritic 88 percent of google users enjoy enjoy this film initial release date was march 23rd 
1984. It had a box office of $149.8 million. I'm not sure what the actual budget was. I haven't noticed that anywhere in the stats right now at this point in time. But if I notice it, I'll, I'll let you guys know what it was. The description as read on INDB. A group of good-hearted but incompetent misfits enter the police academy. But the instructors there are not going to put up with their pranks. I don't know why I tried to make it sound all evil and stuff. But, you know, it is what it is. The movie is directed by Hugh Wilson. I can finally pronounce a director's name with no freaking issues whatsoever. You should be proud of me, guys. Uh, he was also the writer for 90 episodes of WKRP in Cincinnati from 1978 to 1982. He was the writer for 22 episodes of Frank's Place from 1987 to 88. I don't know that TV show at all, to be honest. Uh, he's also the writer for 1999's Blast from the Past. And we're just throwing this one in for fun. He was also the, the writer for Dudley do right from 1999. I haven't watched that movie in years. Probably since like early 2000s. It's been a while. Anybody else just get like a cold chill down their spine because like you're thinking about the early 2000s being a long long time ago because we're in 2024 right now at this point in time. Was it just me? Okay. It's fine. We have three writers credited for this movie. One of them being Hugh Wilson of course. But the next one we're going to talk about is Neil Israel who has some amazing credits by the way I might just add. Uh, he's the writer for 1985's Real Genius. He was the writer for 1984's Bachelor Party. He's the writer for 1990's Look Who's Talking too. Of course, the writer for Police Academy. He was the director for 1990s threes almost said to 1993's surf ninjas i mean he's got some childhood classics of mine that i didn't really realize until now really realized a lot of things until i started doing this podcast to be honest with you and the final writer we're going to talk about for this movie is pat prof he has some unique writing credits to credit as well like 1991's hot shots where they were the writer they were also the writer for 1998's wrongfully accused they were also the writer for 2003's scary movie 3 as well as 1993's hot shots part Deuce. They also worked on something in 2009 called uh, Super Dave's Spectacular uh, series, and apparently he worked on four episodes. Also, there's apparently from 2008 Bachelor Party 2, The Last Temptation, which I've never even heard of before. He also worked on uh, 2007 RL Science, mostly ghostly. I'm going to have to look into some of these movies because I didn't know anything about them, and I feel bad for that. Now we're at that point where we're going to talk about the cast, and we're going to pick just a, just a few, just three like we usually do to talk about. The three cast members. I have chosen to talk about first will be uh, Carrie Mahoney, played by Steve Gutenberg. And of course, he's in 1987's Three Men and a Baby. He's in 1990's Three Men and a Little Lady. But let's be honest, the only thing we really need to talk about with Gutenberg, he played Newton Crosby in 1986, Short Circuit, which I don't think I've done for the podcast yet. Which, <laughs> if I haven't, it's going to happen. And I know it's going to happen soon because I love that movie. Just putting that out there. I might have already did it for the podcast and I just don't remember at this point in time because I've done a fair share of movies uh don't quote me on that though if you're if you're listening from episode one to now you, you'll know the answer but if you're just jumping from episode to episode i i don't remember at all to be honest then from there we're going to jump over to gw barely playing lieutenant harris you know we could talk about him playing felix in 1987's mannequin but we're definitely going to go to 1986 where he plays scroder in short circuit because why not and you know he's in all the other police academy movies for the most part there's also a fun animated movie uh home on the range in 2004 where he plays rusty the dog which the voice fits 
for sure it does. And the last person on the cast that we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about Bubba Smith playing Hightower. Uh, you already know this guy. He takes out the back seat in the car to you know, drive it just so he can sit properly. He's best known for being in pretty much all the Police Guy movies. He's had little uh, cameos in different TV shows like Sabrina the Teenage Witch, uh, Married with Children. Uh, he was in an episode of Family Matters. But other than that, I don't think he had really many other, not even leading roles, just roles that you would even really know about, to be honest he was in a bunch of other little short stuff. Sadly, because, uh, you know, he's a fun actor. I mean, there's other actors that are a lot more enjoyable in the movie than him. But with being a fellow tall person, you know, he's a lot taller than I am. Uh, we've got to stick together. But anyways, the tagline for this movie is, So you want to be a cop? All you do is join the force. Even though it's written as farce. Is this supposed to be farce? I don't know. You tell me. It's, it's how it's written on IMDb. A little interesting uh, trivia. Apparently, after early test audience responded most possibly to Hightower, out of all the characters, Bubba Smith was moved to second billing just behind Steve Gutenberg. See? Told you he was a fun character. All right. Let's get into the movie at hand that you guys have been waiting for right now. Presents Saturday Night at the Movies, the television series which each week brings you the finest in recent motion pictures. Tonight... city was full of it. Hey! Three TVs! Desperate measures were needed. I want you to go to the police academy. The police academy is such a dangerous place. Honey, don't worry. Desperate measures were taken. I'm joining the police force! The mayor says we have to take this riffraff. I'm trapped here? Well, yes. We all are. What about guns? When do we get guns? You will be schooled in firearms, police procedures, local laws, and many, many other things. High-speed driving. And self-defense. I need a volunteer. That's me! I love it! I love you! Police Academy. Where did you get this gun? Mom gave it to me. Mister, I am warning you, Hightower! They're lean. Mean. Does the radio bother you? I can turn it down. Obscene. Each and every one of them striving to defend. You make me sick. Thank you, sir. I make everybody sick. See the thighs. Or upend. Come on, come on, I haven't got all day the thighs. And now that they're ready for the real world. Crime is no longer the number one problem. They are. Can you get my kitty cat out of the tree? No problem, ma'am. Police Academy. movie starts out with that classic intro music and it's a stormy night. Uh, newly elected mayor Mary Sue Bell announced that she was changing the hiring practices for the city's police force. No longer would height, weight, sex, or education or physical strength be used with new uh, recruits out of the Metropolitan Police Academy. Hundreds of people who never dreamed of becoming police officers signed up immediately. Naturally, the police completely free. And then the intro credits start 
popping in as it's you know it's a rainy night and we see that classic police academy font pop up on the screen and then i believe it's uh tackleberry we see who's inside like this high-rise apartment building or complex where he's like a security guard and it's a you know very dark rainy stormy night to set the atmosphere and he's all ready to you know go full assassination mode and this old business guy comes out he's like hi tackleberry i kind of just forgot my briefcase uh how's it going can i go now please because it looks like you're getting ready to shoot me he's like firmer sir 10-4 you head on with your night then Tackleberry's got like this crazy look on his face and he's looking down the hallway and then we just see the shadow of someone walking behind him he kind of just turns around like I know there's somebody walking back there he starts falling down the hallway and we see lights behind a door and we see someone walking and then we just see him you know taking his gun getting covered up against the wall he kicks in the door and Laird just starts shooting into the darkness and turns on the light he's like oh you guys and it's a you know good luck Tackleberry party going away party and it's just a bunch of people with cake all over the face now and then we're met to uh, Mahoney who's uh working this like security job where he's parking cars and this one guy's like hey uh, dickhead park park my car and then uh you know they start arguing between each other and then uh mahoney's like hey that's a wig you're wearing isn't it and then he starts announcing it to everyone and then the owner spingoli comes over he's like park the car and he's like uh do you see a spot to park it somewhere because i don't see anywhere to park here it's full they, go, they make him go park the car, and we just see him, you know, flooring it. It's a Firebird. And the next thing you know, we see him driving by through the parking lot with the car up on two wheels. And the owner's like, oh, Jesus, what am I, what's he doing? And then he parks it between two other cars. Then we see Mahoney get another car. He's like, damn thing fits. I didn't think there was any more spaces here, but it fits. Then we meet Leslie Barbara, who's working the Kodiak Film Photo Fast station where this, you know, group of guys in a flatbed truck, you know, tip over his photo booth, put it on the back of the flatbed. Then they drive it to a bridge and push him over the bridge. And we just see him singing it, being like, you're going to pay for this. Just mark my words. You, you'll wait. You'll pay for it. You bunch of bucks. And he's like, you'll pay, just, everyone knows, I'm joining the police force, and I'll get your ass. And we see Mahoney with handcuffs behind his back again. And he's like, ah, Sarge, look, it's him again. He's like, ah, just go have him sit over there, we'll talk to him later. And that's when we see Larvell Jones, the, you know, master of all sounds, just sitting on the bench beside Mahoney, and they just look at each other. He's like, uh, what are you in for? And then Jones is like, ah, I'll show you. And he makes a sound like the police station's getting shot up and one of the guys behind the desk is like god damn it will you stop that and then we see mahoney getting taken away by another police officer down the hallway and we see jones is now on handcuffs somehow because he got his hand held handcuffed somehow and then we see mahoney getting questioned by an officer he's like why can't you stay out of trouble last week to certain peace before that to certain property i can't keep covering for you why why are you doing this and the guy's like so you're going to the county lockup because i'm not covering your ass anymore he's like why i didn't do anything that bad kind of and Reed's like, I'll make you a deal. How about you join the police force? You don't even need to graduate. We'll keep you out of the county lockup. <laughs> and we just starts laughing. He's like, oh, you're serious, aren't you? He's like, you'll get 14 weeks in the school. You can't quit, though. They can throw you out, but you can't quit. And then Mahoney's like, can I bring a personal friend? Uh, Dr. Lovrell Jones, he's my personal ph- physician. Uh, can you please come with me, please? And, and Reed's just like, you make up your mind. You just do what you gotta do. Now we meet another guy who's leaving his wife behind. He's got a suitcase in hand. He's getting ready to go to the police force. And she's like, you better not leave. You better not get in that car. And he hits her, he hits her by accident with his suitcase. And then she... 
she drops to the ground and then he hits her by with the door getting into the car and he's like i'll be fine don't worry about it honey i'm good and we see him driving away and then we see the wife getting up and she's jumping through the backyards of all her neighbors jumping over the fences jumping through pools jumping through bushes and she gets in front of the station wagon and climbs up on the hood and she's like you better not move this car an inch or you're finished i mean it mister and we see like this lady in a fancy limo with her wife and she's the mom's like so you could be anything in this world why a police man she's like a police woman mother because i can be anything i want to be and we see the station wagon with the wife still on the hood driving up behind them then we see our first shot of the actual police academy where we see a bunch of you know officers you know in training running around we see a bunch of other random people showing up all over the place one guy's all excited he's like all right look it's the chief i want to go see the chief and then there's like a hippie and some punk guys and then we see the chief he's just looking around he's like what the hell is going on here and then the guy who was all excited to see the police chief he's like get away from me you asshole he's like yes sir i'll ride away sir i will and then we see tackleberry showing up in his army jeep he's all excited he's like i am home i'm finally home and we see one guy showing up in a white like cadillac convertible and there's like five girls in the car he's like well hey, babies i love you make sure i love you all i'm going now and it's george martin and mahoney's like do you know those women he's like yeah they're uh they're all my girlfriends it's like really ah uh, nice to meet you i'm your best friend now and we see the nerdy husband finally pulling up to the police academy and he puts the brakes on and his wife goes flying off the windshield and just goes into a bush and then we see uh a meeting where we see lassard the like commander or whatever and he's like so um you know we got some new stuff going on here huh because one of the other guys was like commandant you know when i first joined here and lieutenant harris was also starting here everyone had johnson's you know what johnson's are right he's like uh yeah yeah yeah, yeah i get it because the chief isn't really too happy because he's like you know what uh you can't be throwing out the guys but we need to encourage the you know the less likely people to actually stick around you know the ones that aren't certain height or healthy or active or have johnson's we need to encourage them to quit the force and not actually kick them out because it's gonna make us look bad then commandant also sorry really stupid but he also has lieutenant harris working with him who's a complete dickhead let me see them all like lining up aside and one of those white guys is like Oh, there's a lot of spades around here. Which I didn't really know what meant at first. And then we see Hightower, like, reaching out because he got reached at arm's length away. And it's Hightower touching him. And he looks up. He's like, Oh, sure, it's good. There's a lot of spades around here. It's good seeing some change around here. It's really good. Then my homie's like, Ah, oh, time to get kicked out. He comes behind the uh, rich daughter. He's like, uh, What's your name? Thompson. He's like, uh, Ice Trump, what's your phone number? And uh, let's check out those thighs. Then Lieutenant Harris comes behind him. He's like, What the hell are you doing, dirtbag? Uh, what's your name, dirtbag? So then Mahoney's He's like, so can I have a word with you, sir? I'm not actually meant to be here. I'm not really cut out for this. And Lieutenant Harry's like, get back in line now. I'm not going to ask you again. And then we have Commandant Lassard being, you know, introducing himself to everyone he's like you're uh you're welcome here and uh to this how long is this course actually 14 weeks yeah you'll be here for 14 weeks and we'll we'll see how it goes and then at one point we see barbara getting dropped off and the dog gets loose of the car and that dog comes over to lassard's uh leg and starts uh humping it and barbara finally catches up to the dog and say princess come here and uh, lassard's like well, it seems more like a prince to me and then harris comes over and picks up the dog and mentions that the dog is uh not straight we'll just say that and then we see one of the police officers rushing everyone through with their outfits and then hightower comes up and he's just standing there and the officer's looking at him like ah crap i don't think we have a outfit big enough for you and mahoney's walking with his clothes and his you know arms and then barbara walks over and he's like hey uh where do we get our clothes and he's like uh right over there actually he's you know pointing him in the area of commandant's home like yeah just tell him mahoney sent you the clothes are in there just you gotta go find them okay so of course barbara being the goof that he is just literally walks right into the home just 
walking around and be like, hello, just looking for my clothes. And we hear someone in the shower off in the distance. So he just keeps on exploring. And then we see uh, Martin, who was in the hairdresser's spot in these two guys that are kiss asses come in he's like yeah we want to go first and he's like oh yeah you don't go right ahead go right ahead he's the lady man from before and they both get buzz cut and then martin gets in the chair he's like ah, just a little bit out the side and they're like wait you can do that and the barber's like yeah it's not the military here what are you talking about then we have lieutenant harris you know assigning the rooms and he assigns mahoney with taco bear who gets all excited and comes running to the room he gets all excited and he's jumping up in there and mahoney's like ah thank you i've always wanted to be room with a crazy person then we see martin the ladies man getting ruined with the nerdy guy who was driving the whole way with his wife on the hood and he's like oh you're married huh marriage is such a such a special thing you and the wife do a doggy style by chance and we see the two guys in the room that got the bus cuts and they're rooming together and harris comes in, he's like ah good haircuts uh, really good haircuts i by chance got to talk to you guys for a minute uh seems we got a whole force full of you know people that shouldn't be here so we're gonna need some help getting them out are you guys uh ready for the task to help get them out and he's like yes sir of course sir and then uh copeland goes to introduce himself he's like ah cool good to meet you and just walks away and we see the group of everyone i was gonna say guys but there's a mixture of them and they're you know dressed up in their like running attire so, you know the sweats top and bottoms whatnot and lieutenant harris like i'm lieutenant harris in case you guys forgot and uh this is sergeant callahan and we are the two worst people here and you guys are d for dirtbags you people are gonna hate my guts for the rest of your life so when i say hey dirtbags that's you guys Harris assigns two cadet leaders for the squad, and one of them is Blanks, which is the other bald head buzz hair guy. And he says Doplin, but I'm pretty sure he meant Copeland, but at least it sounded like he said Doplin. And Sergeant Harris goes over to Barbara and he's like, We're going to start off with a little nice little stroll around campus. And we just see them getting pushed and run and yelled at and screamed at. And Barbara starts falling up this hill that they're going up. So Harris comes over and starts slapping her on the ass with the stick or whatever thing he has he's like i could show a movie on your behind move it move it move it then we see it's the lights out call in 10 minutes and harris is making his way through the uh building checking everyone laughing because he sees a bunch of people sleeping and then he hears some sounds coming and he's all confused as to where the sounds are coming from he finally goes to the room where the sounds are coming from and it's jones making a video game sound effects as he's pretending to play a joystick on his hand and harris is just looking at him confused and we see that jones is bunked with barbara and barbara's fast asleep and uh harris just walks away like man this guy's kind of crazy then we see harris in a classroom teaching them some stuff he's just like right down the chalkboard saying what they're here for police uh, work is what they're here for for arrest procedures uh other bull crap that doesn't really mean plus other crap he's like you'll be put for a very rigorous training program do you understand what that means hooks and hooks is the, like the very light spoken woman he's like you're gonna learn to use your voices with authority do you understand hooks and Harris is like, anyone else here uh, had some prior military training? And of course, uh, Blanks is like, yeah, I was with watching Watch Force. And Copeland just looks over him like, are you serious? What's going on here? And then Mahoney's like, yeah, yeah, I was, uh, I was overseas a little bit. You know, no big deal. He's like, yeah. Sure, sure, Mahoney. And Jones, being the good, you know, voice actor that he is, he uh, makes it sound like the PA system is calling Mahoney to Lassard's office. And then Harry's like, all right, Mahoney, come on, move it, move it, move it. You got to get out of this classroom. And Mahoney goes to Lassard's office. He's like, uh, what are you doing in here? Nobody's supposed to be in here. I was, I'm sitting here with my fishbowl, just looking at it. And then Mahoney's like, I want out of here. He's like, out of this office? He's like, no, out of the program. He's like, well, I can't quit, you see. Uh, 
you, you gotta pretty much push me out. And then Lazaro starts going through this case file, and he's like, ah, you're a special case. I can't, you know, throw you out because I promised uh, Captain Reed that uh, I would keep you here for the 14 weeks. So uh, you're screwed either way there, Mahoney. And Mahoney grabs his file, he's like, this can't be real. I can't I can't quit, and I can't get kicked out? What the hell? I'm, I'm trapped here? And Lazaro's like, well, yes, uh, we actually all are trapped here, to be honest with you. And then we see them doing a various montages using zip lines and doing the, the speed run for the empty tires and just falling all over the place in the monkey bars challenges and whatnot and climbing over the the brick wall which might not be an actual brick wall by the looks of it because we see hooks like trying to jump up it but she can't get up it at all and somehow mahoney comes over he's like sir i'm uh, very sorry but I, I somehow seem to have ripped my pants and harris looks down at his pants and his pants are ripped into a million shreds he's like don't even try and test me right now mahoney don't even do it just go to the supply room and get me get some new pants now and get right back right now and then we see that jumping wall fall down behind harris and we just see T hightower there being like oh no i tried going over it but i just knocked it over that's fine you know he doesn't actually talk at all but you can just looking at the expression on his face you know that's what he would say then mahoney comes back with his new pants and he's like hey look sir look here's your bullhorn how do you use it and harris uses it but of course harris doesn't know that there's a whole black marker makeup ring around it so when he uses it and takes it down from his face he's got a black mark all around his face and he goes over to talk to Lassard and Lassard starts laughing at him he's like <laughs> what's that's so funny huh and we see the two squad leaders outside with Mahoney and Harris walks over he's like see Mahoney I told you not to mess with me uh you two squad leaders you run Mahoney until he pukes and throws up and he can't take it anymore do you understand you just run him into the ground because nobody screws with me and we see everyone getting ready to go to some uh shooting ring practice and everyone's grabbing their guns and uh tackle bear grabs the, the pistol and he's looking at he's like oh it's so small it's not what i'm used to and then we see harris walking behind everyone as everyone's shooting at the targets and then he gets to tackle bear tackle bear shoots his target and the whole target blows up and everyone drops to the ground and harry's like son uh where'd you get this gun from he's like oh my mom gave it to me as a gift he's like ah can i just take that gun for a little while so you don't shoot anyone's face off he's like, ah, i guess so and then we see them in gym class where they're training some uh fighting sequences or whatnot it started callahan's calls out barbara of all people he's like oh, i just ate to be honest can i can you pick someone else he's like get your ass up here right now and she's like pretend you're coming at me with a knife so he he pretends she throws him down to the ground and literally like gets on his face and he's, she's like who's next and everyone just throws in that meet me me next please me next it's now nighttime and then we see mahoney standing outside the girl's dorm as it's like at the basement level where you can just see right through the window there's no curtains on at all and they're all just showering naked you know just you know of course of course showering naked i mean like none of them have towels on and he's just drinking a drink i probably i'll close i'm sorry and harris comes over he's like come on pretty much just motions to him to like, give give the drink and get it out of here so then once mahoney leaves we see harris stand there and all the girls start freaking out because they finally notice that someone's actually watching the messer in the shower so then we see harris in the office talking to mahoney he's like we're gonna call captain reed and you're gonna do your part to try and convince him to change his mind to get you out of here because i don't want to deal with your shit then mahoney gets daydreaming outside of the window because he's looking outside and we see it we see thompson the girl that he was trying to check out the thighs she's in her short shorts and she's showing off his thighs and he's like yeah, yeah i kind of like you and then harris is like hey uh mahoney i got reed on the line get over here you gotta get your part to you know get out here and he picks 
picks up the phone. He's like, hey, uh, Reed, can I leave? No? Okay, cool. Thanks. Bye. Let me see. Harris kicking Mahoney out of the room. He's like, you just know this, Mahoney. Nobody screws with me ever. And Mahoney's like, oh, maybe I'll meet the right girl and she'll actually do it sometime. Then we see in the washroom, we see Tackleberry, some, for some reason, like, this is like a meditation where he hits his stomach to try and pump himself up. And then we see Jones, you know, making some razor sounds as he's shaving his face. And Mahoney comes in and he's like, well, that's one hell of a way to spend my night. And then Barbara comes in and he goes to leave because he's like, ah, it's awkward. A bunch of guys just sitting in here. And then Tackleberry's like, come here, Barbara, hit me, hit me now. And Barbara doesn't want to do it at all. And then I know where Barbara just slaps Tackleberry. And he's like, how, how was that? He's like, uh, yeah, that actually was good. Thanks. And we see Blanks and Copeland coming into a classroom where we see Barbara just, you know, trying to say, just doing some police work. And the guys are like, so we know there's a party happening this weekend. So where's it happening, Barbara? And he's like, oh, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm just going to my parents for the weekend just to see how they're doing. I don't know anything about no party. And then Copeland being the dumbass that he is, he goes to take Leslie's, uh, Leslie Barbara's books. And he takes the books and goes to throw them out the window. Dumbass doesn't realize the goddamn window's closed. So then Blanks is like, yeah, all right, Barbara. If you don't know where the party is, you go figure out where the party is. So then he goes to talk to Mahoney. He's like, I can't come, but I need to know uh, where the party is because some people want to know. So Mahoney's like, yeah, yeah, it's at the Blue Oyster Bar. You let them know. And then we see copeland and blanks walking into the blue oyster bar and shocker it's a gay bar and they're like ah yeah i don't think this is the right location to be honest with you and they go to leave and then they're just uh, surrounded by a bunch of bears and then we see at the real pride we see <laughs> mahoney carrying one end of the uh, cooler and hightower on the other end he's like oh uh, hightower why are you here what was your your preferred profession he's like well i was bullied because uh, i was a florist he's like a florist he's like yeah flowers and shit he's like oh oh yeah 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 and then we cut back to the blue oyster where we see blanks and copeland dancing with some other guys and they're just getting tossed all around dipped and dived and everything else and then next time we cut back to the blue acer we just see them slow dancing with everyone and uh, <laughs> uh copeland seems to be enjoying it a little bit too much because he's literally like passed out on the guy's shoulder then we see the police academy bus showing up to an area like a fenced off area and uh callahan and harris are getting out and they have to walk through this gate area and everyone else is getting off the bus fine walking through and we actually see hightower have to duck through the gateway to get in then harris pulls over copeland and blanks he's like hey why didn't you call us this weekend or call me this weekend uh there was a party this weekend wasn't there he's like uh nothing actually happened uh, there's a little bit of dancing but you know mostly nothing happened other than just a little bit of dancing sir don't worry about it sir everything's fine there was no serious party and right now they're at a training area where they walk through the one at a time with the shotgun and they gotta see where the bad guys are gonna pop up and where the the people are that aren't bad guys to not shoot and of course we see hightower do it fine first and then we see barbara doing it next and he goes to shoot and he accidentally shoots a girl in the window who's not a bad guy by any means and then he starts spinning around and everyone starts ducking because they're worried and then he cocks the shotgun again and starts walking a little bit farther and the gun goes off he's like you know what actually i'm just gonna give you this gun because i'm done with this sir and later this train course they just literally just walk down the alleyway between the two buildings and then of course tackleberry gets called next he's like yeah you follow me and then he starts jumping through the buildings shooting the bad guys from behind you know jumping over cars hoods and doing spin moves and shotguns and harris is like god damn it i'm this is so screwed and then we see martin later that night dressed up with his you know fake robe on with the fake boobs you know because he keeps sneaking into the women's dorm and then he knocks on the door for you know a hookup and it's actually callahan he walks away he's like uh oh, wrong spot and she pulls him in and he's like you know what i know you've been sneaking in here every night what should i do about it and then next thing you know uh, she rips off her shirt and throws him on the bed and he's like oh boy and then we're doing another police uh scenario where harry's like all right so your voice is a 
big weapon. You guys have hooks. You can keep pinpointing hooks. He's like, this is a window, and I'm coming out of the window with a stolen stereo over the hedge. What do you say, hook? Ah, uh, this is a stick-up. A uh, stick-up? No, it's not a stick-up. Hooks, go sit back down. So then he calls up Tackleberry to be like, what do we do, Tackleberry? And then Tackleberry comes up, and he's doing the same situation. And Tackleberry just comes up behind him with a fake gun. He's like, drop that stereo, you son of a bitch, or before I blow your nuts off. And he's like, Tackleberry, it's just a scenario. Let's just calm down, okay, Tackleberry? Put the fingers down, please. And we see Mahoney and Martin sitting down, and Martin's explained to Mahoney how he, he's fell in love with a single woman. And Mahoney's like, I gotta ask you, uh, your your accent kind of goes away every now and then. He's like, serious? I can't tell you a serious secret. Uh, I'm actually just George Martin, you know, fourth generation American. No, nothing special here. Just uh, putting it on for the ladies. And we see everyone in the gym class doing the, the rope climb. And then Hightower's looking at the rope, and he's grabbing on the rope. He literally takes one tug on it, and the whole beam and everything comes out of the ceiling. And Harry's like, ah, oh, good job. Hi, Tower. Um, how about you just go sit down, please? Because I don't want to destroy the ceiling anymore, please. Let me see Barbara go into his room, and he's greeted by what we assume is a prostitute uh, brought in by Blanks and Copeland for the setup because of the Blue Oyster incident. And we see Harris and everyone getting ready to do their inspection. And he's like, oh, boy, uh, issues. Mahoney, can you come help me? And then cut and see Mahoney taking the prostitute out. And he's like, hi. He's, like, holding her mouth. He's like, come on, you just gotta be quiet. I just like doing it in weird places, okay? Just relax. And then he's hiding her and like the podium thing in the, the, I don't know, the gym area. And like underneath the podium where the curtain slides open. And then we see Lassard and a bunch of other people coming in because they're getting ready to do a, a speech and, you know, talk about the school and how the police academy's doing. And then Hatsy's standing there getting ready to talk. She opens up the curtain. She's like, hmm, I guess this is the right guy and unzips his pants. And he's like, uh, what's going on? And, then, you know, she starts doing the deed and he's like, um, can the lights turn down? And he starts freaking out a little bit as he's trying to talk normal, but, you know, she's doing the deed. So it's hard to talk about this scene and not get you know demonetized and everything else and flagged for this at the end of the speech he's like ah can we have the lights back on i hope this was as much fun for you guys as it was for me looking at the slides i had a great time and then the whole room empties out and lasari gets to walking away and then he stops and he looks back at the little podium and he's looking at the podium and then it pops mahoney said he's like ah good speech you did there good speech let me just say like a montage of them doing various things like doing the gun range practice again we see the nerdy guy climbing up the rope and then we see barbara like flipping guys off and being all surprised surprised about what happening we see hooks climbing over the wall and harris you know just waving his finger and being like yeah big whoop-de-doo you finally climbed over the wall big whoop-de-doo and that ends with them actually getting to you know do some police work inside the police cars then lieutenant harris being the smart ass that he is he's like hey uh, mahoney you're with me and then they stop on this like grassy area he's like you get out of the car mahoney you stay up with the car you keep up with the car keep running okay understand it punk we see tackleberry with his cop car stopping and this old lady's like, officer officer can you get my kitty cat out of the tree he's like yeah no problem pulls out his gun and we just hear the cat scream and then we see hooks he's apparently a traffic cop you know trying to control the traffic area and she just caused a giant car accident and there's everyone honking there's a big car traffic jam probably like 60 cars and of course somehow lieutenant harris and mahoney get stuck in the traffic as well and lieutenant harris wanted to get to the, like the the issue of what's going on with the traffic jam and for some reason he takes the guy's bike in front of him because he wants to get you know weed through traffic to get ahead and the bike's new and the guy's like you know don't wreck it he's like i won't wreck it and 
he can't control the dirt bike at all. And then another car pulls up in front of him somehow. He hits it with the dirt bike and goes flying face first into the rear end of a horse that's in a trailer. Then we see everyone lined up and Harris goes over to Mahoney. He's like, you told no one, right? He's like, not a soul. And then we see certain people, you know, trying not to laugh at all. And it's just, <laughs> then we get to the end where Jones is and he goes to walk away from Jones and then Jones makes a horse sound and Harris just looks over him and he's like, I guess you might know then. And then it's like 2.30 in the morning and Hightower is waking up uh, Mahoney because he's a little bit worried because tomorrow's the driving course. He's like, I haven't drove a car since I was 12. And then Mahoney's like, are you serious? He's like, yeah. And Mahoney's getting up. He's like, all right, come on, let's go. We gotta go steal a car first so we can give you some test lessons and see how this goes. And then we see Tackleberry is awake in his bed, kind of, uh, holding his pistol as he sleeps, kind of with one eye open. And then we see somehow Mahoney's got like this little gremlin car and uh, you know, Mahoney's sitting in the passenger seat. He's like, all right, come on, let's get in. And we Hightower gets in. He's like, ah, so you comfy? He's like, no. He's like, all right, let's move the uh, seat back a little bit. And the seat doesn't go back because it's already all the way back. He's like, ah, let's rip the front seat out and we'll just uh, sit in the back seat. And then the next thing we know, we see Hightower ripping the front seats out and they both sit in the back seat. He's like, oh, I was joking about ripping the uh, front seats out. But you know, this is different. This is fine. This is good. And then we see them, you know, practicing driving he's like shaking and then we see Hightower driving and he bumps into a car he's like you didn't hit the brakes and Hightower looks over at Mahoney he's like you didn't tell me to hit the brakes so then the driver gets out of the car all pissed off and goes over to the driver's door to yell at Hightower and looks in the car and he's like you know what I'm gonna go back into my car it's probably my fault for stopping there I'll, I'll leave you alone and I don't know where we just see Hightower speeding in the car and there's a freaking police car chasing after him Mahoney's just like just pull over it's fine and he's like no way man I'm getting out of here and we just see them speeding through the the streets he's speeding down some alleyways he's causing the cop cars to crash each other and then we just cut to him doing the driving course and he's pretty much just doing the course like an ace and we see hooks doing the driving course and she's taking her sweet out of time and then when she gets to the end of the course she runs over copeland's feet and copeland starts you know freaking out at her and calls her like some racist slur of some sort and hightower hears and then harris looks over he's like oh shit hightower calm down hightower hightower don't do that copeland jumps into the car and hightower flips over the car and then after flipping the car over here it's like you get your crap and get out of here you're out of here you're done on the police force and everyone kind of just looks on shocked and harris is all happy of course because he's like ah one down and several to go and later on we, in that day we find out which uh, little gremlin they took they took uh they took copeland's car and because we just see it sitting on the grass and it's all trash and copeland's just like oh my car car and of course we see mahoney in the cafeteria area and blanks and copeland are trying to you know cause some issues with him he's like you know i know you wrecked my car there's gonna be some issues and he's like you know what Copeland blanks and you know a cadet could get you know kicked up for threatening their cadet and I'm not gonna fight you and then Copeland goes to put some potatoes in Mahoney's face and that's when the Barbara comes out of nowhere with a baking sheet and just smashes Copeland in the face then we see Mahoney and uh blanks in a meeting with Harris and then Harris is like so uh who threw the first punch and blanks like uh Barbara did Barbara definitely did. So Harry's like, no, Barbara's out. No, he's not in here anymore. And uh, Mahoney's like, no, no, no. He didn't throw the first punch. I did. I threw the first punch. So then Harris starts laughing. He's like, you're out of here then, Mahoney. Get your stuff and get out of here because you're out of here forever now. Then we see the nerdy officer uh, in a uh, police car with his buddy. And they're going to leave because the buddy picked up an apple for him. And he throws it. He's like, I don't want it. So then it hits a guy in the back of the head and bounces into another guy's hand. And then a fight starts ensuing. And 
then stuff starts getting broken all over the place. And then a riot pretty much starts. And then we hear over the PA system, all cadets uh, need to uh, go to a dormitory to uh, get dressed in full riot gear. And everybody's got to get ready because there's a riot happening down. So get in full riot gear, please. Like full riot gear. It also really seems like back then, riot gear was pretty much like a full bodysuit. Like just not like armored bodysuit by any means. Like a, It looks like a mechanic full on suit and a helmet. That literally looks like what the riot gear is for back then. And Harris is on the bus with all the people, all the cadets in riot gear. He's like, so the real police are handling the problem. We're just there to handle the traffic and get everyone going in the right direction to get away from the riot area. That way nobody else gets hurt. Do you understand, Tackleberry? We're not causing any troubles. We're just helping the people. And we see everyone getting in positions around this blocked area. And we see Mahoney and Jones in this one area of town. And it's pretty much like a ghost town. And he's like, ah, sure, it's quiet around here. And Jones starts making some monkey sounds off in the distance. A police car pulls up and says to Harris, like, what are you guys doing here? He's like, oh, we're here for the road, the, you know, the riot and the roadblocks and stuff. He's like, you're supposed to be blocks away. The riot is coming this way. We're pulling out. We're not, we're not dealing with this stuff. We're just going to let them do what they need to do. And of course we see Martin. He's walking, carrying a stereo or a TV. I can't remember what it was. And he's talking to a lady and comes out on this one main street. And we just see the whole riot behind him. He's like, oh, look, lady, here, here, take the stereo. I got to go now. He starts running. He runs towards Mahoney and Jones. And he's like, you know, we got to go, guys. There's a riot coming this way. And then uh, Lazar shows up in his police car. And he's like, hey, man, how's it going? I figured I'd come for a personal, you know, examination to see how everything's going. He's like, how's everything going, Mahoney? He's like, uh, look, sir, not very good. The riot's right here. Can we please go? And then the uh, car gets sworn by a bunch of people. And they're just shaking the car. Lazar gets on the PA system of the car. He's like, you have five seconds to move away or me and my men are going to have to arrest you. And he counts out and everyone just starts shooting, like shaking the car some more. And then Jones grabs the PA system and acts like it's a machine gun going off and everyone just runs away. That gives Lassard enough time to floor it so he can actually get out of the area. Or attempt to at least. Then we hear police sirens happening off in the distance. And we're in a floral shop where we see Hightower, you know, just trimming some flowers. I guess. And then he sees a cop car crash in front of him. Like, in, like the street over. And then we see Blanks and Copeland being like two tough guys. Hey, you guys behind the fence. You want any of this? As they keep walking down the fence farther and farther, trying to be tough guys. And then they come to the open part of the fence. He's like, ah, so, uh, you guys want some of this, huh? Ah, uh, yeah. About that. We were just kidding. And we see Copeland and Blanks running away because they gave the gun up to the main bad guy standing at the gate. And they finally run and find a place to hide. And then we zoom up and we see it's a blue oyster again. And we see Barbara on the radio as he's, you know, raining to Harris as he's being chased by the riot. And he's like, Barbara, just calm down. Let me know where you are. And Barbara's running past him. He's like, just passing you right now, sir. And Harris walks out of the alleyway that he's on. And he gets surrounded by a bunch of riders. He gets in the face of the guy that stole Copeland and Blanks' gun. He's like, ha, hi, uh, how's it going today guys and that barber runs down an alleyway where he sees a truck that he's noticed before because it's the truck of the guys that you know tipped the photo booth and tipped him into the water and then he sees a bunch of guys coming down the stairs with stolen items he's like oh look it's leslie barber you know hey buddy you weren't arrested us right buddy old friends here huh and one of the guys is like, I ah, get out of here, Leslie. We're not worried about you. And then Leslie literally beats the crap out of all of them. He's like, ah, right now. I'm telling you guys, put all the furniture back in there right now and get out of the area. And one of the guys is like, it's our furniture. I'm just moving. And Barbara's like, ah, sorry about that. Just get out of the area, though. 
Never see uh, Callahan and Hooks and Thompson getting shot at because uh, Callahan's like, where's Harris? I can't find Harris at all. And then we see Harris is actually being held hostage by the main bad guy up on the roof. He's like, why don't you guys shoot back? I just got one of your friends up here. Come on, shoot back. And then Mahoney, seeing that his lady Thompson is hiding behind a crate as the bad guy is shooting at her, he kind of zips across the sidewalk or the road to try and get to a better position as the bad guy is shooting at him. He's like, oh shit, oh shit, please don't hit me. Please don't hit me. Oh shit, oh shit. Mahoney finally gets up to the roof where they were and he's hiding behind a wall he's like all right gotta get the confidence of this he turns around and he says freeze and we just see some bullets sitting on the floor he's like oh shit where did they go from here oh shit and then we see mahoney bump into the bad guy who's holding harris he's like all right put the gun down he's like uh now how about you put your guns down and then mahoney's like ah lieutenant harris do you have any tips for a situation like this and he's like ah nothing actually comes to mind to be honest with you then the bad guy makes mahoney give up his gun and then we have mahoney and harris up against wall and then Hightower's like hey he's at the bad guy's like hey what do you want he's like I just want to watch you off these two pigs and the bad guy's like yeah hey, which one should I off first and Hightower walks over he's like I think you should shoot this one the guy's like yeah the old one and then Hightower just turns around and literally decks the guy and he falls down a stairwell and then the guy's getting ready to get back up and then Hooks is right there and she screams in his face don't move dirtbag it took her the entire movie but she finally found her voice after all then we see a police car showing up and out comes Tackleberry and he's all pissed off he throws his helmet down the ground because he missed the whole entire action the entire time and then we just see him smashing his head into the hood and um Lasari comes over and asks Barbara what's wrong with him he's like uh sir there was gunplay and uh he missed the whole thing and we're getting ready for like the ceremony at the end to like graduate all everyone for everything they've done and Lasari's walking around he's like hey you men stop it as he sees Mahoney making out with someone thinking it's another man but it's uh Thompson he's like ah good job you actually keep it up keep it up good job and Lasari's pulling up Mahoney in uh Hightower to give them an award that apparently is higher than anyone ever has gotten because of what they did at the riot and Lasari's like so you are both uh uh, you know, recommended to make a few remarks at the end of this. And he calls Hightower up for his and Hightower's just like, thanks, and walks away. And of course, Mahoney comes up to give his speech, and he pretty much thanks anyone and everyone that he can think of. And then, of course, underneath the podium, it's that hooker yet again. We hear his zipper unzipping, and he just looks down shocked and then looks over at Lassard, and Lassard just looks away. And then we just see the credits rolling, and a bunch of, you know, people in the band, and that's the end of the movie. And I gotta say, this movie on the rod scale, I love this movie. This movie's great. It's got a lot of good laughs a lot of things i couldn't go into detail about because you know probably not really appropriate but that's besides the point i love this movie and for me on the rod scale it's got a great cast to be honest with you guys uh, a lot of fun parts i'm going to give it an 8 out of 10 so I definitely highly highly recommend checking it out and i'm going to be checking out the other ones as well because i don't know how they all uh rate for me so i'm definitely curious in you know jumping down into this you know pile of movies again probably do them all for the podcast may do a couple of like bonus episodes for like youtube only or something i'm not too sure yet but i love this movie hopefully you guys enjoyed it which brings us to a point in time where we gotta pick what we're gonna watch next week and i discussed this movie earlier in the podcast talking about steve gutenberg and we haven't watched it for the podcast because i just checked through the files so we are gonna watch from 1986 sci-fi comedy for an hour and 38 minutes we're watching short circuit hopefully you guys will check that one out um that's a classic i i still own it on vhs i believe uh it's here somewhere i'll be just watching a digital copy but hopefully you guys will check that one out as well and uh i will We'll talk to you guys all later as always make sure to check out the outro band trauma based horror band blood opera all their links will be down below find them on spotify soundcloud youtube instagram facebook pretty much anywhere and
everywhere. Then after you're done checking them out, make sure to check out all my social media links as well. All the links will be down below. Uh, you can find me on anything and everything at TyphonSign. We are on TikTok, uh, Facebook, Instagram, X. And then, of course, the main thing we're pushing, like I said earlier on in the podcast, is that YouTube channel. Once we hit 1,000 subs, we're going to be giving away some free artwork. We have a weekly gaming video on there. We have some shorts. We have some live streams. A lot of live streams, actually, to be honest with you. Uh, yeah, go check it out. Maybe you'll see some stuff. Leave a comment. Leave a like. Let, let me know what episode you listen to of the podcast. How many episodes. Let me know what games you want to see me play. What artwork you want to do. Uh, we'll, we'll figure some stuff out. And I'd love to communicate with all you guys. Uh, it's getting late. It's 1 o'clock in the morning, to be honest with you at this point in time. I'm getting ready to go to bed here soon. So I will talk to you guys all later. Peace. On Monday, we go into All Saints Day. The night of the dead begins then. And if the portals of hell don't get shut before... No dead body will ever be able to rest in peace again. And so the dead will rise up and take over the earth, and you must, you've got to get to Dunwich. You must reclose those gates.